the founding of the future. This is the way. This is the way. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Empire Radio. I'm Drew. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Andrew. And today we are going over Chapter 15, The Believer of the Mandalorian Show. Um, And I believe that you guys can call me Jeremiah this episode because I have a lot of things to talk about and you might not like what I'm going to say. So if you are... uh, hardcore listener and you listen to every week you understand what i'm saying yeah if i'm your favorite you get two favorites tonight just so you know exactly and if jeremiah is your least favorite you have two least favorites tonight and andrew's gonna steal the show same old andrew tonight (laughs) i i don't really understand why it's going in the direction it's going but i'm i know you're gonna tell me you guys will tell me yep I will probably be the exact opposite of what you guys are saying. So if you like me normally, you're in for the same thing you normally get. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to really try my hardest, you guys, to not be super aggressive. Well, we all Uh, know that your, your favorite actor in all of Hollywood is Bill Burr. Honestly... I'm just going to say this right now so you guys don't have to wait the whole long this episode is going to be, but he impressed me. Well, yeah. I was not mad with him. The Everything I said last week about how I don't understand why Bill Burr's in this, I take it all back. Well, wow. I don't take it all back, but I will say that one moment, part of his performance tonight, one specific part in the story might be the best best acting performance of the entire series. I would say that. That's aggressive. But but other than that, we'll talk about it. Well, you know what? While we're being aggressive, I like this episode more than the last one. What? Sorry, I just blew everyone's ears. Everyone just crashed their cars. Now that we're being aggressive and being controversial, here's my tidbit. I like this one more. Okay. And the reason I liked it more. Before we go into this, maybe we should talk about our sponsorship. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's fine. And do that first. (laughs) And and like I said, I apologize. Hopefully, Andrew can edit out how loud I was. Um, No guarantees. So if you crash your car, um, send the bill to Andrew for not editing it out properly. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cufflinks.com. Amazing sponsorship. Cufflinks.com. Yeah. Okay. So Cufflinks.com, they're great people. Um, Shout out to 
the the lovely Miss Joy who has been working with us. We haven't we haven't mentioned her yet. She's been wonderful to work we with. Have not. And the other, huh? We have not. Go Joy. We have not. So thank you, Joy, for all that you have done to help us and to make this possible. Um, but I'm not sure how you would have missed this unless you're brand new. And if you're brand new, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hello um, there. Hello there. Uh, but if uh, you've been a listener for more than a week, you know that we have been sponsored uh, for the time being by cufflinks.com. There will be a message shortly uh, about who they are. A little bit give a, It'll give a little bit more context as to who they are um, and some other information about them if you don't know who they are. But they have been gracious enough to supply us with Star Wars-related uh, formal accessories. So things like cufflinks and neckties and lapel pins and stuff like that uh, that we have been giving away for the past five weeks. And I'm pleased to announce that we are in, we are exactly at the halfway point of our grand finale, Mandalorian season two finale giveaway. Yep. This is a big deal because this uh, giveaway includes something that we went over last week, which is the ultimate, the cufflinks.com, the ultimate Mandalorian gift set. So it has a pair of Mythosaur skull logo emblem uh, cufflinks. It has a pocket square with the Mythosaur skull on it. It's got a necktie with the Mythosaur skull on it. And it has a tie bar with the Mythosaur logo on it. So if you really love that logo that's on Boba Fett's uh, shoulder piece, like you really love it, this is, this is right up your alley. Uh, but it's an awesome gift set that is valued at uh, $165 that can literally take any formal outfit you have to the next level when it comes to Star Wars. But as we promised last week, there are some surprises that we are giving away Ooh. along. Yep, along with this gift set. And we are pleased to announce that not only are we going to be giving away the gift set, but we are also giving away a Funko Pop of the Mandalorian himself, full awesome. Beskar armor, holding RIP, holding his his rifle that no longer exists anymore. His it's rifle doesn't have a name, right? No. Uh, but it's have. the Mandalorian uh, in a really epic pose. He's standing with his rifle, and you will receive that Funko Pop. And then here is something that I personally am really excited for. So some of you might know that we have also been sponsored for a long time by Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea in Minneapolis. Um, well, Drew did the magic hand thing <laughs> and uh, helped strike a deal to give us a super cool opportunity. And so for the first time ever, not only is Wesley Andrews making a specialty blend of coffee, because they normally don't do blends at all, right? Never have. They yep. say they never will. Ooh. They say they never will. Kind of like Din Jaren, uh never uh, will do something. Yep. Yeah. Not only do they not only is it a special blend for the very first time in Wesley Andrews history, <clears throat> but it is a special Empire Radio blend. It is gonna be a Star Wars themed blend that we are going to be giving away a free bag of in this giveaway. So it's a pretty big deal. It's a first for Wesley Andrews, 
And this, this is your chance to get some really, really high quality coffee that is also Star Wars themed as well. So we're not going to give away the name of the blend yet because we like to keep you waiting. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, depending on when you're listening to this episode, the name might be out, but we're going to release it right. next week before the, the giveaway. Um, but uh, I'm really excited about this because I love coffee and I love Star Wars and I love when those two meet and bring balance to the to the, the world to the world the force uh and the galaxy, so, that's what you're looking for to right. the galaxy. so we're giving away a bag and i'm also pleased to announce that if you do not win the bag of coffee but you still would like to purchase one there is going to be a super 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 limited run uh, that will be available for purchase following the giveaway. So we're not going to go into detail about that, but we will in the future once we get things solidified and we can tell you what we know. So there you go. Go ahead over to our Instagram and Facebook pages, uh, depending on, on which one you prefer, and look up Empire Radio Podcast, all one word, no space. Check out those links there to enter the giveaway. You still have six days at the time of recording this to yep. enter. And uh, so go ahead and do that. And for now, let's take a quick listen to a word from that said sponsor, cufflinks.com. Hey everyone, Andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode, cufflinks.com. If you didn't know, cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace, and they offer a wide array of products, including cufflinks, ties, lapel pins, and much more. The awesome thing about cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at cufflinks.com. All right, go check out cufflinks.com and at checkout, make sure you use a promo code EMPIRE15 to yeah, yeah. get your percentage off. Awesome. All right, so. So this is, I think Drew and I, we should go first because, you know, everyone wants to know why we're wrong because. Wait a second. Can I, can I, can I finish what I said about the last episode? Sure. Okay, so, so here's so everyone can hear why Andrew's wrong. Yeah, okay. that's good. Good. Keep going. No, okay. First of all, this is my subjective <laughs> opinion. Thank you. Secondly, I liked this episode more than the last episode because of the setting, and solely because that's, of the setting. I guess because it wasn't Power Rangers. I guess that's no, because, because it felt like Star Wars. This episode more so than the setting of the last episode. Say what you will. If they had had <laughs> it on. The Tython that I knew from the comics, it was a nice planet. The last episode would have been perfect. 100 out of 100. Right. I guess but I, I can't yeah. disagree with you on it. I, I get that. Sure. The setting was oh. a lot better, and it was multiple settings. I would give you that. Yeah. 
and they all felt like Star um, Wars to me, more so than the last fine. one. That, I can expect that. Know. Now, plot-wise, no way. Okay, so but I think why overall... we're on the... Okay, but real quick. Why we're on the yeah. topic of last episode. Yeah. And this might be why I didn't like the setting, too, of last episode. Because they filmed it on the same site where they filmed Star Trek. Oh, it's a very common uh, recording yes. place in in around Los Angeles. So yes, it's so that's that's might be why. All right, but anyway, okay. yeah, now that we got that out, the environment. So for for me, this episode one, I wasn't super excited for Bilper anyway. Like, so I was already had that bias, like I don't care about him type of thing, um, but. There's one great part of this episode. There's a few small good parts of this episode. But for most of the episode, I was just bored with it. Like, there's nothing about it that was exciting. And I think that there were a lot of things, themes that they tried to bring out that were great themes. But it wasn't... It, was, it came on to us very quickly and it wasn't like we were building up necessarily to those themes to be explored. It was very, it all like just came out at one time and we didn't, weren't prepared for it in a sense. Like some could make the argument, maybe there's a little bit of earlier in the season pointing to it, but like I, those themes could have been play, executed way better if it was played out more throughout the season than just, one character basically bill burr's perspective like all those themes are great themes that i wish were played out more not just in one episode you know what i mean speaking of themes are you holding a simply orange orange I, juice I in your hand or okay. yeah <laughs> no, oh, i thought it was like a tin of tobacco chewing. no i, I don't was like all right sorry i put that down anyway <laughs> now that we've addressed the elephant in the room <laughs> but but yeah, like like I said, I was just super bored with the episode because like nothing like nothing was earned. Like I just didn't care. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. So I'll I'll say what I liked and then I'll I like Boba Fett's paint. I thought it was dope. Yeah. Sure. I when I saw it when he walked out, I was like, Hell yeah. Oh, he looks fresh. Uh, he looks he real looked good. good. I yeah. loved when they sat down in the hangar part of yeah. Slave One, yeah. and it showed the mechanics of how the room turns around them, and like that's a question that a lot of Star Wars fans have always had, and yeah. we've seen the cockpit, but we've never seen like the hangar, and like what guests would reactions would be. So that I thought that was really cool. Spending time in the Slave One was amazing, and and the uh, seismic bomb was cool. The Bilber interaction with that thing was good, and I actually like like I said earlier, I, I his performance was really good. What I didn't like one, it was short as heck, dude. There's one other episode left in this show, and if I don't understand how they're gonna wrap this up, unless it's gonna be super fast, and I don't know, like they could, it it makes me worry about next episode because of how short this one was and how unprogressive this one was for the story besides spoilers three two one 
Mandel taking his helmet off. But besides that thing, it really didn't do anything. And so I didn't really enjoy that. I didn't under, understand why we took so long to get to a plot. Like this seemed like a middle of the episode or middle of the season episode, not yeah. second to last episode. Yeah. And that was my problem with it. Like if this was two weeks ago, I would have loved this episode. And maybe I will. And this always happens with the show. Like when when all of it comes out, it's amazing. And it, this was going to tie into the next episode somehow, and it's going to be sweet. But I honestly don't think we need a Bill Burr's character to do anything because it like it was cool, and like they kind of tied up his thing. But at the same time, like it didn't really bring much to the story at all, and as a whole. Yeah, like I think like the themes that like I said like the themes that they were trying to address and bring out were great themes but it was all just done in one episode basically and Mm -hmm. it was more done in passing rather than like i don't know i think it could have been executed much better more directly throughout an entire season than just kind of one episode yeah it did it just seemed like a little forced on not not trying to make a star wars joke by saying that um it just it didn't i don't know and and it could be all of our mental thing okay this is second last episode yeah it's gonna be amazing like we could see like i don't know if we would this is the only episode that we didn't get a omg moment at all but unless you consider his helmet taking off an omg moment i don't i don't um and some people are saying that that is like Oh, it was so intense, but I'm like, like it, it would have been so more intense if like we didn't see his face last season. Exactly, or and it was also really foreshadowed in previous episodes when he almost took it off when he was yeah. drinking with Grogu and the cockpit, and like it was just like I don't know. We kind of all knew that was gonna happen, and and he kept bumping into Mandalorians not wearing their helmet. A part that I really, really don't like, and I don't like that they keep doing this, and I forgot to mention it last week. Once Boba, Boba Fett got his outfit, why is he taking his helmet off? It bothers me. Why? Because Boba is never is because we Boba never did that. His dad did that, sure, but from what we've seen of Boba Fett, he's never took his helmet off publicly. And yeah, I well, just think he he's been living for years without his helmet publicly, and then he was in he has it, he the ship. Sure, but now that he has it, he doesn't need to be taken off all the time. Oh, I've and and I understand that it's because actors wanted their face shown, but there was like multiple oh. times it's like just leave your helmet off on. Like we all know it's you by your voice. I don't know. For me, it just seems like really I mean, not his just character. Me- uh, it it makes him seem more like his father to me but, i mean granted okay, i i don't fair. care as much you know like that's fair but previous boba fett we never saw his helmet off well that's also because there was literally no plan for his character and the guy had a mustache and large rim glasses <laughs> so don't judge him that looks like I'm not, I'm not judging him <laughs> man, man look like 
He didn't have the face of a bounty hunter. He had the face uh, of an accountant, like a middle-aged accountant. No offense, but like damn. He, reminds, he reminds me a lot of my dad, who is not an accountant, but he reminds me a lot of my dad nonetheless. Why well, your dad is really worth. cool? Because your dad plays video games, so he does sometimes. I, me and Boba Fett take that as a compliment. So that's good. That's I don't know. Good. I just I don't like that style. It's just me. I don't know. But Andrew. Go ahead, make us happy. Convince us. I want you to help us like this better. Like, if you can make <clears throat> us like it better, I would really appreciate it. Convince us and hundreds of our fans. So, I like this a lot more. Okay, so stepping back really quickly, one of the things that I really try not to do is speculate. Mm-hmm. Personally, I had a bad experience with speculation. I did too and, last week. Huh? I said I did too last week. Yeah, I had a I had a bad experience with speculation because what I what I tend to do is I tend to speculate through my own through the the through your own eyes. Yeah, but like my own expectations and my own biasing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happened originally with the force awakens was there was so much that I was hoping for. Like I remember going and seeing that the first time and coming out and being like, that was just okay. And I, I remember like fighting with myself cause there was so much of me that didn't like it, but I wanted to. And a lot of that is because of my hopes and my speculation and stuff like that. And the sequel movies in th- on three occasions taught me to just go with it, hmm. not accept crap, there's a difference there, right? right? But at the same time, it, it taught me to just say, you know what? They're going to give us what they're going to give us. And and it's helped me. It's helped <clears> me personally. <throat> this is not me trying to advocate for anybody else to do that. For me personally, speculation is just not something that I do, which is funny because that's why if, if any of you have noticed, like when we get into the speculation portions of these episodes, I'm like, well, I kind of hope this happens, but I'm just really excited. Like that's kind of my my runaround thing. Well, and as a podcast, we don't really speculate as much. That's true because we kind of all have that. Um, I mean, for me, I didn't. I tried really hard not to speculate anything for the rise of Skywalker, right? Because the movie that came before that. Um, and right. so I, I get what you're saying, and I should have done that for last week and for this week. Yeah. Um, Cause like I, I, I woke up this morning and I, of course I was excited. I was like, okay, it's Friday. Mandalorian's out. And I just remember thinking, I have no idea where this is going to go, but I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched the episode, because of that mentality going into it, there was literally no part of this episode that was bad to me. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the best episode. I'm not going to, I don't know if I would even put it in like my top three for this season by a long shot, but like at the same time, like I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think from start to finish, it felt rooted in the Star Wars galaxy to me more than the last episode did because of the location, which we talked right. about. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay there. So that was already a plus. Um, there were a lot of elements of this that just felt like a continuation of the story because sure, nothing happened per se, you know, in terms of plot development uh, on a large scale. But I think there are a lot of subtle things that we got to see 
in this that I think diversify the characters even more. Um, I mean, because like, okay, the main plot point that they achieved was they got the location of Moff Gideon's ship. Right. Okay. Could this have been done in like a 10 minute beginning of the episode, like montage? Sure. It could have. Um, but the things that I really appreciated one, uh, we see more of Din Djarin's desperation to get the child back mm-hmm. and his attachment to the child. We, we see a full, like a fully fleshed out, like panic and determination that you would expect from a loved one if, you know, if you were in this situation, right? So we see a development of his relationship with Grogu without Grogu even being in the episode, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing we see is we get we in the character of Mayfield, you know, Jeremiah, you're talking about a lot of these themes. And while I totally get what you're saying about wanting to develop them over the course, I'm guessing you're talking about the whole like imp- the Empire and the New Republic aren't that different. The Mandalore isn't Mandalorians right. aren't that different. Those sorts of things. Yep. I for me, it felt like meeting someone for the first time or getting to a certain point in a friendship for the first time where you experience their opinions. And it does it for the first time. And it does yeah. feel kind of like passing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, if when you meet someone and you finally get to that point or you're in public and you get to talking and you're just like, oh, this is your opinion. And it's very different from mine. And, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, thank you, but that doesn't make any sense. But sometimes you're like, oh, this actually, this kind of helps my worldview or this helps expand the way I think about something. Um, and that's what that scene felt like to me. So while sure, there was no buildup for me, I was like, oh, this character is that it come out of nowhere because he's been in prison. And then two, he's, he's challenging Din Djarin's beliefs, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I thought that was cool. Another thing that I really appreciate, I really appreciated, and I enjoyed seeing was Din Djarin having to fight outside of his best car. Yeah. Um, because there was a moment in that where the plastoid armor breaks, and you can tell he's frustrated about it because it's not as strong. I loved the whole I lo- fight. I scene. did love that. That was good. I did the love whole fight that. scene on top of the the transport. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that. I actually was relieved when the stormtroopers showed up to save them. I yeah, that was interesting. Yep. I looked okay. at Micaiah and was like, I never thought I'd be rooting for stormtroopers, but I was. Um, <clears throat> other things that I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the the jerk Imperial officer because he he reminded me of like the most stereotypical, and I and I mean no offense by this to anyone that is listening. But like the most stereotypical, like overly conservative Southern racist, <laughs> like he gave me those vibes. You did have and like I, a, and a I, Southern it, accent, so I could. Yeah, I can. I can say that because I'm. I live in the South, and You're it's a lot really more common than you might think, uh, oh, unfortunately. Yes. But I, I liked his character because there was something overwhelmingly evil about him that felt mm-hmm. just very imperial to me in nature. Right. You know, like like the classic Empire, like that. I loved Din Djarin's helmet reveal. We can go over that later. 
but I actually think that that is a really good progression of his in, his character throughout the whole season. Um, I enjoyed the fighting at the end of the episode with uh, Kara and Finnick. Finnick, sorry, Finnick. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the action, the visuals were beautiful. Um, and I will have you guys know, as a prequel memer, appreciator of the prequel memes, I, I didn't get the full thought out because I was so excited, but when Boba was climbing and the TIE fighter was behind him, I tried to say to my wife, seismic charge. I think he's going to use too. seismic charge. And when it, when it showed up, when the little compartment opened, I literally jumped off the couch and clapped. Like, I know that sounds stupid, but like, <laughs> I wanted to see that so badly. And then when it happened, because all of a sudden, you know, you're going to hear the sound. And I love that or sound. Or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. And so I, McKay was like, oh, what is that? And I was like, shh, no, 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 no. And everything was silent. I was like, no, we have got to hear this. <laughs> and then it happened and I started clapping. I was like, yes, you know. Um, and then, of course, Boba's armor looks sick. I love the matte paint job. Like Me too. It oh, it looks it looks like a really cool car. It reminds me of like a, a car with a great paint job, like a great matte paint job. But I don't know. I I, I guess I'm not as picky. But I no, I think like, Andrew, I don't really I think disagree I, with anything you're saying. It's just no, that I I agree with everything strong enough. That you're, yeah, for me, In I agree my, with what Drew. I was gonna say I agree with what you're saying, but. You're you're taking it the way that they intended the episode to go through. Oh. And and I appreciate that. Like that is what they're trying to get across. Right. And um I I do appreciate that that's how you took it. Like it means it worked for you. Yeah. It just didn't work for me. But like yeah. you said, there is the parts that you were mentioning, a lot of those parts did work for me. Sure. Like the seismic charge, like I I that was my OMG moment because every episode right. you get like this moment, like, like Thrawn or like you get Ahsoka name drop and then you see Ahsoka, like all these OMG moments that we've got all season, like episode one, you got Boba sitting in the background. Yeah. And last week we never thought we'd see Boba again. We did. And now he's hanging out with Mando and they're like buds and they drink coffee together. Like, I love this. And I'm just gonna think they do that, okay? So don't judge me. Yeah. But um, but for me, it's like it. It just I understand what they're supposed to do, and I get what you said, Andrew. Like you literally highlighted what they want you to think and view. It just for me, it just didn't work the best way possible. Not saying that next week, when it's all said and done, it's gonna flow and it's gonna be amazing. And I really hope that is the case. I'm just really worried how they're going to tie up this season with like what 40 minute episode, maybe because I, I don't know why we're under one next week. I'm okay. Well, I, ha I here, thought we were this week. I'm not going to put any hope anymore. Uh, here is my like my some my summary as 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 quickly as I can give it. And this is kind this is the way I'm viewing this episode in hindsight. I think it was a, it actually was a great way to further the plot and the characters. I also believe that they could have made him getting Mayfield and 
the location of Moff Gideon's ship like a five or ten minute segment at the beginning of the episode and breathed out more of the action over two episodes like they did in the first season. Right. I think they could have. It would have been very easy to do, but they didn't. And I have complete faith in John Favreau and Dave Filoni that they are not going to drop the ball with next week. Right. I have full faith in them. You know, and and I and I think I'm like I'm not worried at all. Not a single. We, we don't know who's Adam, directing next one, do we? Mm-mm. But not a single molecule of me is is scared about that. Um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if we get a like an hour long episode. I really hope so. So I I just I didn't enjoy turning on my TV this morning and seeing thirty minutes. Well, it was thirty eight minutes. It was longer than last week. It yeah. felt way shorter than last week. See, it felt longer than last week to me. It did it, for me. I just I think it's because I hyped it up. You're right, Andrew. I think I I'm put too you. much too much thought into this over the whole week because like all this stuff about Boba is tr- like lineage and like hoping that he they were gonna find Moth right away and start like fighting. And then like last season we had a two episode arc on this epic fight scene and it was amazing yeah. and we and it just felt like a middle of the season episode and it like sure. i want to say a filler like we did get some big plot points but honestly like that whole okay what bothered me the most is that whole end thing we already know that's how he felt we already know he's after moth gideon for him to send a hologram saying i'm coming for you it didn't make me like, oh, heck, yeah, I'm ready for this. That's what they were trying to give me. That's what they are trying to give us. Like, let's go for it. I, I'm like, I, I don't we, care. When we like, get to that final scene, I have a great illustration of what the end scene felt for me. We'll, we'll wait till the very end for that. But you guys are right. really going to like it, and you're going to, like, either roll your eyes or you're going to be like, yeah, you're right, Jeremiah. But we'll get to that. <laughs> well, I, I really liked it. Um and I could go off on a rant, I'm not going to, about the Star Wars fandom and Star Wars fans. And He's looking at me just so you guys know. The <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not looking at either of you. Um, but Drew, you know, I could go on a rant about how Star Wars fans have ruined Star Wars for themselves. That is true. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. No, I, I um, understand. I just... But, it's another conversation for another time, but I agree with you. It is crazy how, and now, now you've experienced it, you know. Oh, I've experienced it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is my like first hyping, rodeo through this, this pain. Like, hyping, hyping something up can, can really hurt. In the I'm going to unfollow history. someone on YouTube because of this problem. Let's just say someone keeps throwing out predictions and Look, theories, I, that, and it's making I me irritated. stand star some some star wars youtube content because of that because it's like hey there, there was a leaf in the background of this shot and it was slightly discolored and that colored leaf was actually found in in the forest on naboo and because of that jar jar binks is actually a sith lord and i'm like y'all none of this is confirmed it's, it's just people having fun and trying dope. to make a career for themselves just let them yeah, I, and true, i kid true, it true. and at the same time people listen and, i'm not gonna no. rant but people yeah, listen to I don't them, want to rant, but it and also then makes, they're like, this is what I want Star Wars exactly. to be. And then I'm like, that's not going to happen. You're not going yeah. to have a shirtless Ewan McGregor on Tatooine 
hey. freaking fighting hey. mall. Hey, 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 hey. Spoiler alert, but I think that I was right about Tarkin and the Bad Batch, just so you know, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I had that theory. I called it out. You heard you it from did. me first. So. True. And for those of you, and and by the way, for those of you was a good transition. who are curious about the announcements from, at the time of recording this, from last night in the investor meeting and what we're going to be doing, we are going to be doing an episode on all of it. Uh, we did not make any comments in this episode because Drew uh, has, has made a sacrifice and has not viewed any of it so that he can make reaction content for you. On and Twitch so, and on, on Twitch. YouTube, clips Correct. will be uploaded. So this, I mean, we're kind of, it's not very announced, but if you want to see us live, go to twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Empire Radio, and you can watch yeah. us live when we do our podcasts and also my live reactions too. Yeah. I, I'm trying to watch this live. I, it's just been a really yeah. rough couple of days for me, but. Hey, but yeah. you know what? We're doing an episode on Tuesday. So come back for the Empire Radio Correct. podcast next to this coming up Tuesday in about four days. We will be talking all about the new yes. announcements. What we yeah, think. Yeah. If, if you're forward. just a Mandalorian listener on Empire Radio, you probably want to for sure tune in to this Tuesday episode because yeah. it it's going to get, we're talking about how theories and stuff isn't what we do. But if you do like this, we might do it this week on Tuesday because there's a lot for us to talk about and we have no idea what's going to happen. A lot of Star Wars. So, right. All right. This might be the episode for you. But, but I think it's we spend enough time complaining and complimenting. Let's go scene by scene and get into this episode and then we can complain or like more of it. So, chapter 15 The Believer. Question Who is the believer? I would like to go out on a limb. I would like to go out on a limb and say it's Din Djarin. True. Explain the limb. What are you, what's the limb? Limb? It's I said it. I would like to go out on a limb and say. Yeah, but like, can you it's just theorize? That's just what it used like. It's a figure of speech, but what, but what I was. No, I know, I, but like, I want to know why you think it is him. I think he is finally believing that the watch his, the way of the Mandalore the is not the only way. Gotcha. I think that would be cool. Um, I'm thinking it is Bill Burr. I think the the premise of the believer is that he believed that the Empire had its bad points, but also they there was good parts to it, and then towards the end of it. After his episode, he realized that the Empire is just awful, and and I think he's believing that the what the New Republic and the Rebels are did was a better outcome than what he had to witness at in the Empire when they destroyed and killed all those people on that planet, and he had to witness it. And I thought that was pretty cool because that wasn't uh oh no that is canon because it was in. Uh, was it Battlefront Two? Battlefront Two. Yeah, it is. and they go over that, so it's pretty cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I thought the title was referring to Bill Burr as well, because for the same lot of same reasons Drew said that because because when we first met 
Mayfeld, he he kind of sensed you had to sense that he was definitely former Imperial, as in like he's retired and he has a fondness of his memories, like he's so identified as an Imperial in a sense. But here, yeah. his true feelings, something maybe that he was uh, suppressing about how he actually felt about the Empire, actually came to light. And he did start to believe in the cause of the rebellion, the new republic, that they that he's believing in this new way of the galaxy. That's so I, you know, it's it's meant to be an ambiguous title. Like, who is it supposed right. to refer to? So, but it could be it could be either of them too, because that's a really good point about yeah. him. And, you know, I agree. And I feel like a lot of these titles have been kind of like. Who do you want these titles to refer to? Right. So I I just feel like a lot of these titles have been that. And I, I really, really do appreciate the title of this season because of that. I think it's a really creative route. Um, Obviously, the first one, the title of what was the first the, title? The Marshal. Like, obviously, the Marshall, like that was clearly talking about the Marshal. And then the passenger right? was definitely the passenger. And then. Yeah, yeah. Eris, like, we didn't know exactly at first, you know, what that was going to refer to, but we found out, you know, at mm-hmm. Pokerton, and then Siege, yeah. and then, like, the Jedi, was that Ahsoka, or is that Grogu? Or is that Grogu? There's all speculation with the titles, which is a nice... It's fun. It's fun. It's cool. I like it. But, all right, so scene yes. by scene, we immediately are in a junkyard, and Bill Burr is doing his slave labor. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. On TIE Fighters and ATS. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Stuff. Yeah. I liked it. Lots of lots of Easter eggs. I wonder if it was the same planet that like we see. People are speculating. What are they speculating? That it is. The same Fallen, what? Jedi Fallen Order? Fallen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. There's that or, you know, it, it also kind of looked like it had the same color scheme as the junkyard where we found Spider Darth Maul, like that kind of. Oh junkyard. yeah, Ooh, that'd yeah. be cool too. But whatever, like it doesn't really matter. What it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter, just a cool junkyard. Just those are just the two things that I was reminded of, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it could be Fallen Order because the planets are named differently. I'm pretty sure. And I feel like wasn't is, Fallen is Order more icy? Name? Yeah. What was it? I don't remember. I know that was very anticlimactic of me to say, <laughs> but it was, they yeah, said it, know, yeah. they said it at the end of the last episode. He's like, he's imprisoned on the, oh. in the scrapyard oh, something, something. And I remember being like, I've never heard that name before. Oh. So I guess it wasn't know. the two speculated things, but whatever. That's fine. But he's, he's doing his work and the, the, what do you want to call him? Security droid or whatever. He, hey, uh, prisoner of so-and-so, whatever number. I can't remember what he said, but he said like 500 times. I probably should have it memorized by now. Yeah. But come here, blah, blah, blah. New assignment for you. And you are now in custody of Marshal Dune. And he's like super confused. Like he's already like annoyed. Like, hey, I'm doing something here. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. Yeah. And she like unlocks it like i don't know if she unlocked his his ankle bracelet or if it was the security guard but like it was unlocked and he's like super more confused 
He's like, I have a job for you. And he's like still hesitant, but like once the guy turns it, the droid turns his electro baton on, he's like, all right, all right, I'm yeah. going, I'm going. Well, because the droid's like, you have three seconds yeah. to <laughs> comply <laughs> with your new directive. And I was like, wow, they they don't, they don't play, dude. They don't play, dude. <laughs> That's why they have droids doing it because they they don't need to have feelings, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so while they're walking away, you see the slave one landed in the background. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Butch was like, why didn't he see the slave one land in the first place? Like, it's literally like a hundred feet. Because long. he he was focused, so heavily involved in his work, like a good New Republic prisoner. Well, and I mean, he was de-welding things, so he probably wasn't paying attention. Oh yeah, pretty loud. There's fire in his face, like. Also, Jeremiah, that's what you have to complain about, dude. Come on, that's so nitpicky. Like, there's other things. There's stuff that crosses my head when crosses my mind when I'm watching. I know, but come on. Uh, so he's walking up to it, and then he sees we see uh Boba Fett come out, and boom, fresh paint on his armor. Like it's Ooh, it looks so cool. Oh, I was surprised so by that. Like, oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, dark. It's like a dark green, like no no uh, splatter marks from like like mm-hmm. straight marks on it. I was like, it was like the dent was still there. The dent was still yeah. there, but the matte paint. So here's the thing: you could he could have gone with a, sh- a glossier finish, but he went with a matte paint, and it looks so good. I really don't. I really hope that Black Series doesn't make another helmet with black or matte paint because I do not want to purchase a third Boba Fett helmet. <laughs> I, d- I doubt they will. I really doubt that they probably. I I'm I'm pretty sure they will. Pretty cool. But and so when we see that excitement, Bill, uh, we should say Mayfeld, he's like, oh, like a little like scared for a second. Like, oh, I thought it was someone else. And then <laughs> Din Jarek walks out, like, oh crap! Like it was just funny. It a little, was a little bit that they had. It was kind of funny. It's like long time to see, <laughs> hey Mando. And so they tell him, hey. You're ex-imperial, like we need your knowledge to get into the remaining imperial system and try and locate Moff Gideon's ship. And he says that, well, the only place that they can go to to do that is the planet Morak, where there's a secret mining facility and they are mining and processing Rhydonium, which I think we, we learned about in Rebels. Yep. Did we see that in Clone Wars? Uh I feel like okay, so the other the other one is Liquid Tabana. That like the other explosive that's kind of thrown around, the namesake is thrown around is Liquid Tabana. Um so I don't know. I don't remember ever hearing Rhydonium, but we could be I could be well, wrong. No, in, Rebels. So in Rebels there was one and uh Hera used it to blow up a similar kind of similar situation. Um, yeah, I watched a recap. Someone, someone talking about it. I forget what episode it was, but yeah, yeah. that we did see that. But it kind of also reminded me of, um, the uh, in the Solo movie. Oh, this there's a lot of things in this episode that remind me of Solo. Like we'll get into that. Yeah. Like, but what was that? Clyde, don't. What uh, was that name of? Uh, the fuel. That, what was it called? The fuel. In Solo, dang it. Uh. Cl- uh, something dolium or something. No, 
No? Coaxium. Coaxium. That's what it was. Coaxium. Yeah, so it kind of like reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was was close. That was interesting. So like this is like, okay, they're going, they're going to break into a facility. And all right, this is like a simple heist episode that we're going to see. And so they get to the planet. And, you know, they're up on the classic thing where they're up on the ridge and they're watching, they're looking at traffic. Really quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to make note that the inside, we talked about this a little bit, but the inside of the Slave One is gyroscopic, Mm -hmm. which is really cool because I I always wondered. Yeah. I always wondered how they went from like loading things in when it's on its, or on its back essentially yeah. to to flying and then not like like how are the tables like bolted down or you know so anyways i thought that was really cool that's it i like i i do think that is something worth mentioning i did already mention it but i think it's really cool and a lot of fans og fans for sure have been, always wondered that question yep. and and we've always got the inside of like the cockpit and almost always seemed like maybe G- like they were sitting like upwards and then when they started flying, it was normal. Like they had to buckle in kind of like almost like how spaceships and um, like, you know how we have them where they're kind yeah. of flat, they're on their back, they strap in backwards and they kind of go up right. like a roller coaster ish. And, and we kind of maybe always felt like that's how it was, but to see the inside rotate like that, I thought that was really creative and really well, cool. And it noted- looked really roomy. It looks yeah. huge in there. Well, if well, it's because of the window. Well, yeah, well, yeah. It, it makes I just a world of difference. But I, I also want to make note that the the pilot seat doesn't rotate. It's just oh, the inter- so it's it just is. it's just yeah. The, it's because in Attack of the Clones, Boba actually looks up over the console in that, and it's like oh, yeah. down on its side. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's just the the main compartment inside. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, Jeremiah. Like I didn't even. Like I noticed like the rotation inside, but like I never even like it never really registered me as like a big deal. Like I just figured that's what it did. So it's interesting that you both were excited about that. <laughs> I mean, I'll have to go back and watch it in more Boba detail because like, like I I guess there's more to it than I. Realize. Boba is my favorite character to get all this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, so they're up on the ridge. And they're watching the the transports with big tires. Like we don't see a lot of tires in Star Wars, so to see tires, it's pretty exciting. And so they're going into the tunnels, and they're transporting Rydonium. And what I didn't understand, like where was so they mentioned like genetic scans. Like where is the genetic scan? Is that in the tunnel? Is it in the vehicle? Is it in the compound? What did yes, it, yes, all three of those. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, it's just a part of it's just a part of the security. It's one of those things in Star Wars where it's just like, yep, it's somewhere in this process, right? It's gonna happen. I figured you know? it had to have been in the compound because Cara Dune was in the transport and in the tunnel, right? So I'm I'm guessing it was yeah. in the thing, but like even then, like they just went into a building. Like it, it wasn't makes sense. It wasn't when it they in the entrance entrance to the compound. Right. They could pass underneath the scanner. Yeah. Mm. And so I also would like to make note that I laughed out loud. Literally LOL'd. With Boba's comment. 
Yes. That was that was both like, times I watched this episode, I I laughed. Yeah, I, I loved that remark. Yeah, it was it was a great little yeah. thing. Like, cause cause like it went from person to person. It was like cars like I'm on the, like the New Republic registry. Like I can't do this. Yeah. And yeah. Nick was like I'm wanted by the ISV too, and it goes to Boba, and I'm like, what is he gonna say exactly? Cause like yeah. They they wanted you to think that he was going to say the same thing as Finnick or something like something like he's already right. wanted in ten systems or something like that. But he's like, yeah. uh, they might recognize my face. Like, I lost it. That's funny. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, so there's that, and then, but then, you know, it's a two person job, and the only person left is Mando, and he's like. Uh, Mayfeld's like, well, we can't bring a Mandalorian in. Like, they're gonna, you're gonna stick out. Like, they're gonna see you right away. And he's like, you know, I'm not gonna show my face, but I'll, I'll be doing it. So like, and I figure, okay, he's probably gonna put on an Imperial uniform helmet. So I was like, all right, cool. And so they and the the outfits that they put on, those like, they're pretty sweet. Tank troopers or whatever you want to call them. Like, those are pretty cool. I like those. Yeah that style and the, like the dark, like gray, mm-hmm. that was a cool style. Like, yeah. I would like to see more of those, but yeah, I liked it. Um, Sweet. and Kara has Mando gives Kara his, his armor, which was interesting. And so he, to give his armor to someone's possession, like that's like a lot of trust. And so, for him to But you see how he gave it to her and not even Boba Fett or Well uh, was, well she was the only one there technically, but like but yeah. either way, like we, I don't think he would have given his armor to Finnick. Or, you know, no. yeah. Boba would no. be hey. the more likely, but even then, like he just met him like two days ago. So like Exactly. Right. And so I think like he trusts her a lot. Right. And right. like they do anything for each other at this point. Which I do love that relationship between them. Them like they 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 got each other's back, and I I think it's really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, um, this is where you know a major theme of the episode starts to come into play, where they're driving in the tank down the road, and Mayfeld and Din are talking, or well, I should say Mel- Mayfeld's yeah. talking. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Didn't just kind of like shut the heck up. Like you, you talk a lot. Um, but you know, he talks about how, you know, everyone is the same, no matter where you are, like people are their own, they have their own worldview because that's the planet. Like people on Mandalore, they have their view. People on Alderaan have their view and it is what it is. And I, I thought that was a little, and that, that was a little, uh, offensive the way he made that joke. He's like, yeah, you're born on Mandalore, you think one way. You're born on Alderaan, you think the other way. And look at where it got him. Neither one of those places exists anymore. And I was like, oof. <laughs> but but it, that's rough. It puts them on the same level. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah, you true. think that, you know, it, your worldview isn't necessarily going to protect you or save you. Or save you. And, you know, it, it doesn't say it here, but it's kind of maybe implied you know, in his change of perspective at the end of the episode, but like, um, crap, I just lost my thought. I thought about how, 
oh, different, different, like even though you have different worldviews, they were uh-huh. both oppressed by one worldview. And so exactly. like, like he was saying that the, that the new Republic and the empire are the same, but you know, one worldview destroyed planets and the other one tried to save planets. And so like, he didn't have that fleshed out in his mind at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. But by the end of the episode that is fleshed out where, um, the empire and the new Republic are not the same. Um, and so, but then he goes into even more detail specifically to kind of like poke jab at the Mandalorian worldview about the whole wearing the helmet. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, why are you, why do you care more about wearing a helmet than other things? And that's when you already get the thing planted in your head that there's a higher chance that he's going to have to take his helmet off. Like, and see, we're going to see his face. We see that, you know, when Din joins the cause by going into the tank in the first place and putting on uh, different. A, different, a different helmet, like it's still, he's not showing his face, but he already compromised it where he's wearing a different helmet. And then it well, kind of- that was one of the things Mayfeld was like, yeah, so is it just that you don't show your face or is it the helmet thing? Like, how does that, like he's going like, why on. Why does it work sometimes and not other? Yeah. So how does this whole thing work? You want to explain that to me? And of course, Mando, Mando's like, no. Because you know. he doesn't even know how it's it because works. Because part of it's like maybe he didn't know how to answer the question. Like yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of, you know, times like people in like in real life have those same issues where they have their worldview, and when people start pushing like a different perspective, like they don't know how to defend their worldview. And yep, I can think of a a lot yep. of people mm-hmm. that yep. all three of us yep. know. Like it can yep. be a thing where it those questions cause you to try and reaffirm what you believe and kind of research more what you believe and kind of stand firm, or it can also drive you away from what you believe and correct. Yeah. And overcorrect and stuff like that. So, you know, it's those conversations are important to have like in real life, but sometimes it can have very detrimental effects depending on how you let it happen. And so hopefully Din doesn't go off the deep end with, with this, but. Well, I think it's interesting that you hit hit that because it 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 shows to me that the drive okay, so the driving force in season 1 and then the beginning of the season 2 was the Mandalorian code, the creed, yes. right? Yes. Way of the Mandalore. Um and even even at the beginning of the season it wasn't Grogu himself, it was I've been tasked, I've been quested with taking this child back. But it is interesting how you know, you hit on that, his changing of his worldview, how now the driving force is Grogu himself and not the quest. It's not the way of the Mandalore. It's it's my, for lack of a better expression, my child is in danger, and this is my driving force now rather than just I'm on this quest and I'm more emotionally detached too. So I think that's very interesting. And that's revisited at the end of the episode when he re- recites Moff Gideon's words from Correct. the first season about how you have no idea how much he means to me or whatever the line is. Like, right. So yeah. that's a good perspective that you brought up. Like, it's he's doing it for Grogu, not as an obligation to the creed. Um, and so they're going along the road. 
and they start getting hearing chatter on the radio about you know there's issues up ahead, and then we see boom, giant explosion, beautiful explosion. Reminded me a lot of the the really pretty, really well done explosions from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I, I appreciate it. deploy the gears. <laughs> I, that's a meme. Never mind. We're not going to get into that, but that's been There's used so many times well. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate a good, well-done CG explosion. And I, I think thought a, that lot of, a lot of this actually reminded me of Rogue One in a sense too. Like it wasn't on a beach, but it kind of had more of a tropical... Well, they had short troopers. Yeah. yeah, and they had short troopers. Yeah. And... I mean, I love short troopers. I think their design is by far my favorite. Out of the, besides, mm-hmm. I feel like my other favorite might be the um, the flame floor guy from last season. That design's pretty okay. dope. We need to stop here because stay tuned, everyone, for a future episode where we rank our favorite stormtrooper designs. Okay, I'll, I, I'll stop. But that is a really cool concept. Can we do stormtroopers and clones? Uh, sure. All trooper designs. So my top five will be all phase one. Sorry. Yes, I know. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take that idea and spontaneously say we're doing an episode about that in the future. So stay tuned. Yes. All right. That's a good good one. Uh, so that first first one explodes. Oh, then there's more chatter. Boom! Second explosion. <laughs> Second explosion, yeah. And now and then they catch up to the explosions and they drive around it and boom, pirates. On little like boom, pirates. Like it's Jeremiah's catchphrase. Uh and was anyone else no pun sad that we didn't the, get the boom and explosion and then pirates. Right. No boom pirates. But what was that Was Drew? anyone else sad that we didn't get Hondo and Naka? We'll see. No. I think we'll see him. Eventually in the show. Oh, we will. But I was just kind of like when they said pirates, I'm like, is Hondo gonna be around? That'd be so cool. Oh gosh, dude, Hondo. He's like, if he was just like in the back and he was just like, here's the thing. Like that would be so sick. Here's the thing. This is this is coming all the way back. Like, okay, yes, yes, I know. No way they would drop another character like that. But I love Hondo. I love Hondo. He's very next season. Mando is going to try and find a new Razor Crest, and he's going to have to find a pirate that sells it or has knows how to get it. That would be, and he has to go to Hondo to get it. That would be, that'd be sweet. Also, this is making me predicting too much stuff, and we already went over why you shouldn't do this. Or, or Boba Fett be like, I know a guy, I know a pirate, because I think he interacted with Hondo and Boba. Didn't they interact in Clone Wars a little bit? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. I know. Or dies next episode and he gets a slave one. That is oh, a strong shoot. possibility. I wouldn't doubt it. That would be really cool, actually. No. Drew would cry no. and rage quit Star Wars if they killed Boba next episode. I would not rage quit Star Wars, <laughs> but I would cry. <laughs> I would cry. Make sure you record your reaction to next episode. I honestly, I, I was going to say, I might, if I can figure out how to do it properly, I might do a watch party on Twitch, my reaction. So you would only see my face and a time slot where you can like make sure we're on synced. Right. Um, but we'll see. Right. I got to figure it all out. But anyways, keep going. So these pirates are coming and they're on like these cool little like 
platform speeder like things. Like there's like little rinky dink things, a little platform. And I was like, and they had like a single like uh, it was almost like they made them themselves from like a, a an engine from an aircraft where they just kind of made a single engine, put a little platform on it, and they just went with it. Um, oh, I guess we did miss a scene uh, when he when they drive through the town. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, and they see the, the like all like the, the poverty. The broom kit. Poverty. <laughs> Dang it, Drew! I'm sure he used a broom once or twice in his life. So yes, probably a broom kid. Gosh, <laughs> no, I just lost my where I was broom going. All right, back to pirates. They're 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 trying to take over the ship. So, but immediately when I saw that that little thing, it reminded me of Solo when Enfy's nest shows up on the train height. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was very train heisty. I I really like that look, huh? Did anyone else? I did too. Did anyone else when they first watched Solo hear infant's nest? No, no, because I did, and I was very confused, <laughs> very very confused when they showed <laughs> a up. A bunch of babies like, are <laughs> attacking. <laughs> Anyways, this is this is very beside the point. But the first time I watched it when I was in theaters, we went and saw it in IMAX opening night. And Ooh, that was a cool experience, I bet. Oh, it's a great experience. Uh, it was my favorite uh, favorite theater in Minnesota at the Minnesota Zoo, and they shut it down randomly without warning, and I was pissed. It, that's beside the point. I heard Infant's Nest, and I was like, that's a strange name for good people, <laughs> but okay, that's, that's fine. You'll, you'll yeah. roll with it. You'll go. You learned that from the, the, the tr- sequel trilogy, just to roll with it. Yeah. Also, R.I.P. Theaters. R.I.P. Theaters. Yeah. Gone like the Razor Crest. Well, there's a chance that theaters could come back someday. The Razor Crest, not coming back. Oof. <laughs> True. <laughs> Dang. But uh, is this a new alien species that were these pirates? I have not seen them before. Has they reminded they me also- of the the one Jedi? They had the horns that would come down, but these ones were like oh, kind of leku horns that came down. You know what I'm talking about, Andrew? I know what you're talking about. Talking about, uh, yeah, I think he was one of the four that went after Palpatine with Mace Windu, Kit Fist. Yes, Eeth Koth. So, no, hold on. So it reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah, thing, but it was it was a flesh, nope, not Eeth Koth horns. And so I was like, these are cool looking guys. Like, I was like, who are these? Are these just natives from the planet that are trying to defend their land and their people? Because we only saw people, I think, in the village. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure exactly who they were, but. Yeah, it was weird because they're calling them pirates, right? But pirates steal. They weren't trying to steal, they're trying to blow it up. Right. That's well, true. Yeah. So it was not really piratey because they were just trying to make sure that the empire didn't get it. So who knows? Like, plus, like, to be fair though. If you're driving along and people start jumping on your thing, you're gonna automatically use the word pirate. Like, you're not gonna correct. But I feel like the empire uses that very that term very loosely because they called those Mandalorian like the Mandalorians pirates uh, earlier. C ten, say C ten. That's the name of that Jedi. First name? Yeah. Sacy Ten. Oh, Sacy? Not. I thought you said Sissy. I was like, Sissy Ten. No, and it's a different species altogether. But um, 
Yeah, I think they use the word Empire uses the word pirates very loosely. Yeah. But but yeah, I I, I do like that train heist. It it was really cool. That scene was really cool. It was it was fun, but this is where the episode for me just got boring. Like oh boy. Like it was like good, but like it wasn't great. Like I wasn't really impressed by any of it. Like it was the best part of it was Mando trying to learn to fight without Beskar armor because he tried to block uh, twice yeah. with his armor yeah, and it shattered. It shattered. Yeah. his arm. He's like, oh frick. Wait, yeah. Which which is kind of funny because stormtroopers really did not have good armor. They cut some tell. corners. Yeah, like, what's the point of it? Like, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so, I like that aspect that we see Mando, like, in a, a situation. Again, like we always say, he's always introduced to a new situation where he has to adapt to fight. And he always comes out on top. And so, um, that was great. And just kind of the, the progression of, like, okay, he gets rid of the first wave. And then there's a second wave. And then there's a third wave of these pirates. And... Um, I, my, and they can't go so fast because they'll blow up. Yeah, moving that, that, that was an and that reminded me of Solo, where they couldn't do certain moves because it it's too fragile. Yeah, I my favorite part of that scene, I think it was the second wave, or maybe I've been the first. I can't remember, but like when he throws back the the thermal detonator, and then the one explodes, and then you see the second one behind it go into the flames like that was just a cool concept like yeah oh, that was that was like the third wave yeah third the wave. second or the third wave yeah and that like, was really cool we always see stuff like that in movies where there's an explosion and then the person behind it goes into the explosion but like we've never seen it from that angle where it's we see like the perspective the, flames of the second one going in and then you see him go yeah. like that was just a cool cool scene that i really liked yeah I wonder, Jeremiah, did you watch both? Did you watch it twice? I did. In the morning? Yes. Okay. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, do you think our response to this is as well as it should be because we're watching it so early in the morning? Well, and then we're also thinking about having to go to work right as well, soon as but it's done. With the heiress and with the Jedi, <laughs> like, I was amazed by it. Like, so, yeah, but those are also things about that would amaze any person. Like this episode, like the more we talk about, I'm like it does seem really cool, and maybe I should give it a second uh -huh. shot uh -huh. because there's scenes like you, what we're, we keep mentioning all these cool things, and that's a lot of that episode. Like I understand our perspective of how. It, it doesn't feel like it's the episode that we should be getting in this time of the story. Andrew stopped laughing and smiling in the corner of my uh, eye. I, I, just have something, but, I just have something I want to say when you're done. But it just, it seems like maybe, I don't know. I watched the last episode before we did the podcast five times. And you guys were hating on me. This one, I didn't even want to watch again because I was so irritated at the end of it. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it a second time. Andrew. I thought it was. I thought it was funny as Drew is saying this. I can literally feel him turning, his opinion beginning to turn. And then I look at Jeremiah's face and he is completely unmoved. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so, like, almost things are returning, kind of returning to 
back to where they they normally are. It's kind of like uh, Drew is kind of like Mayfeld in this podcast, where he's oh. he has one perspective, and then by the end, he's. Well, I just I, I can't be Jeremiah forever. See, <laughs> it hurts my soul. The thing about <laughs> me when I watch movies or shows is I watch it very objectively, and I try not to have my bias in it, and so, um, like. I, I okay. The fans didn't see this, but I did record my reaction to the Jedi, and I did two little clips of highlights from there where I sent it over to the two. Um, you did, and which you should post that by the way. But anyway. but like if you see that like before anything, I'm just kind of like just staring at the screen with no emotion, and then I just wait for something to happen, and then when it happens, then I have emotion. But I'm very like locked in, and so. I don't think that the time of day matters when I watch. That's fair. I and was just like, wondering. literally, if I stayed up straight and watched at 2 a.m., then I'd be so tired I wouldn't be able to. But after Jeremiah I. Jeremiah said trash is still trash, y'all. Yeah. I was just wondering because the more I think, I'm like, oh, it's cool. And I know if if they save it next episode, I won't not like this episode. At the end of the day, it's still Mandalorian, and at the end of the day, all the episodes are really good. So, yeah, right. All right, uh, let's keep going. Sorry about that weird rant. So, Din Jaren he finally clears off the the top of the thing, and he thinks he's in the in the clear now. And then, literally, like five or six of those little speeder things come out of nowhere, and every single one of those alien pirates turns on a thermal detonator. They're just ready just to. <laughs> Dude, I thought that was hilarious. All of them at this guy, like, because they're oh yeah, they're magnetic, right? So if they threw it, it would stick. Uh, th- yeah. So that's I think that's what it they seems were like because it seems like when they planted the one on the Rydonium, like it was it round on there. a round cylinder, like that doesn't stay yeah. like that. So I think it's magnetic. So if they just threw it, it would have all attached, which would have been a very large explosion on top of the Rydonium. Rydonium. So. Rydonium. And so then we're like, okay, what's going to happen? Because we see they're getting close to the to the compound, but they have to cross the bridge. And Mayfeld's like, I can't, I got to slow down. I can't, I can't go at full speed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, how is this going to happen? And then boom, two TIE fighters come out and get really close to shooting that ship, like, or the, the tank. Like, I was like, yeah, they did. They're off by like one millimeter up there. It's just off by they're not that good at there. shooting. Huh? Oh, Still the Empire. Shooting. We can't forget that. I was like, oh, speaking of shooting, I thought it was super funny that when he's tra- using the the trooper gun, it do- it, it runs out of ammo. It runs out of ammo or whatever. Like <laughs> that was super funny. Um, but I think uh, Andrew said it earlier. But I've never been so excited to see stormtroopers in my life. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's the whole point of that scene. Oh well, yeah, because it's. You know, a lot of these people, yes, they're part of an evil system, but at the end of the day, some of them are just doing it because they need a job to support their families. And, you know, it's touched mm-hmm. on later on in the episode a little bit too. But like right. a lot of these people think they're doing the right thing. And, um, but they've just kind of bought into an ideology that isn't good, I guess you could say, but they just don't realize it. And that's right. not necessarily their fault. Maybe they're because they're being lied to and deceived, but you know, they're happy that 
the one transport made it through and they're celebrating and we were kind of like on the imperial side for a, a minute there i mean i i don't know about you guys but i work for the empire radio so i'm always on the imperial side all right boo Ooh. <laughs> okay i tried right. so they get into the compound and they're still celebrating and they get oh, wait hold on. hold on i would like to make note this is relevant because drew made a joke and we booed him i would like to make note that my brother-in-law zachary who i love dearly shout out zach shout out zach has been has started listening consistently to our podcast he's a star wars fan he was the one that we had the conversation about the Star Wars like being carried out in TV versus movies, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. That was him. And he texted me earlier tonight and was like, hey, by the way, I know you recorded it last week, but I loved all of your jokes that you made last week. Oh, boo. Oh, that's... Zachary, boo. No, don't, don't you dare. Don't, don't <laughs> bring him. Oh, Zachary. My jokes were great. Zachary. Anyway. He's married to your sister. From a certain point of view, they were great. Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say, Zachary, he's married to your sister. He has to kiss up to you. You don't have to kiss up to him, just so you know. That, that is true. no, he, but he appreciates good humor. I'm just kidding, Andrew. I thought it was funny. I actually re-listened to that episode and I was dying laughing the entire time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It was it was fun. All right. And so they get out of the transport and everyone's still congratulating him. And this whole time, I'm like, Mayfeld, put your helmet on. Like, exactly, was, me too. Like, what are you doing? And I understand. I understand the point is so you know the difference between who is Mando and who is Mayfeld. No, that's not the point. I get it. You have to do that. But I'm like, this guy is ex Imperial. Like, and we see later on, oh, my commanding officer or whatever was there. Like, he might recognize me. Like, so there's that aspect I'm worried about. But, like, put your helmet on. If no these one people would are all working together, they've probably seen each other with their helmets off before. So they would recognize someone. Like, if it, if, you know what's funny? I didn't think once about that. Dude, that was, I was the so only nervous. thing I was, that like, I was oh, thinking about the whole time. One thing that did catch my attention is that when Mando gets out of the tank, he has his blaster pistol holstered. On oh, his leg, his own, his uh, yep. oh his yeah, own weapon. Unless he got, a, unless he got a new one in the tank, but like that was the thing that I noticed. He got out. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, you threw that. Hold oh, on. There's probably another one laying around. Probably. I was upset that freaking Bill Bird didn't want to wear a helmet. I was like, dude, how That's much like money did they have to pay you? You want to show your face that much? Like it all has, honestly. I said this before about Boba Fett. It all has to do with the actors not wanting to not show their faces. Well, no. It's all No, this literally is what it is. I don't to think me, so. Because it doesn't make a plot. The whole thing was like, I don't want him to recognize me. If you put a helmet on and you walked in that room, no one recognized you. But he knew he had to take his helmet off to get his facial yeah. scan, though. But the guy still didn't even recognize him. Well, but he didn't know that. Yeah. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, it just, just leave it on. He said he couldn't see. And then he like Loki made a racial remark or like a racist remark towards Mandalorians. He's like, I don't know how you people see in these things. And he's like, yes. And by you people, I mean the Mandalorians. Yeah. Now, but they're not like, a race. They're, it's a creed. So it wasn't race. Uh, <laughs> it's both. a religion. 
fist. Okay. He's man Mandalorian phobic. That's a. Yep. He okay. could be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, I I just thought it was it was dumb. I just thought it was really dumb. I would have been freaking Aren't... out if I was in this situation. I would have had my helmet on the whole time because I wouldn't want anyone to yeah. not recognize me. Also, those helmets are cool. Why wouldn't you want to wear them? Yeah. Who cares? You, you can't, can't see anything. Who cares? But he has worn a helmet for a long time because he was part of the Empire. So that he wasn't a stormtrooper, like, though. Yeah, he was a They still wear helmets. Because uh, he would have, if he wore the armor, he would have been a stormtrooper. But he was never a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, but he was a sharpshooter. Think about Han Solo. That was just their weird helmets. So, but I'm just saying, like, what kind of Empire person besides a high-ranked one do you ever see not wear armor or helmets? Special ops sharpshooters. Do we know Which this? Is this canon? <laughs> no, but we've never I, seen him. I, we, well, we can't disprove it. We can't prove it either. So at the end so of the day, it doesn't matter. Correct. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. It's, and so it just doesn't make sense to me. He's like, all right, the, the council or whatever you want to call it, the what was it? What was the station called? Like the scanner station? The terminal? Terminal. 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 He's like the terminal the probably in the <laughs> what do you call it? The coffee lounge? What was it? The coffee lounge. The, the officer's officer lounge. <laughs> no, it was the officer's mess. He said the coffee lounge. It was, well, it's I was I was I had my when we we're gonna do our next break as this coming scene when they were gonna sit down for a cup of coffee. Oh, but, well, well, I was gonna say if they were gonna be drinking coffee, they would be drinking coffee from the the sponsor the other sponsor of today's video Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, which we've already mentioned, and uh, I think you should take a moment to listen to a quick message from them so that you can understand why the Imperials love it love it so much. Do you like how I just took that and went with it? Yeah, well, you didn't have nope. to mention that. You could just go for it and push play. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go for it and push play. Here we go. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Go get coffee. So we see the, the, the terminal in the coffee lounge. And Mayfeld's like, I can't go in there. Like my commanding officer or whatever, he probably didn't, he probably won't recognize me, but he might. Like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. 
And I think Mando was like, why don't you just put your helmet on? Well, I can't because I need to put a, do a facial scan. And the thing is, why did they just find out now? Or why did he just say now that he needs a facial scan? Like, what do you think when they're I don't think making it the matter? Huh? I thought I th- I think he intended to just walk in and scan his face anyways. Well, right, but w- this was news to Din though. Din didn't know that he had to do a facial scan. Well, normally it wouldn't have mattered because well, if it was a random group of Imperials, Mayfield would have just been able to walk in and do it and walk out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about it was to show. Mando having to take his helmet off. You know what? The more I think about it, you know what would make this episode a freaking amazing? What if Moth or um Thrawn was sitting in that in just the corner in the lounge? Mm, no. You don't think it would have been cool if he walked by no, Thrawn? No. Because I think it would have lost a lot of I don't think he's Yeah. He's not integrated into the remnants of the Empire, I don't think. Oh, but we don't know. We're not a boss. We don't know yet. Apparently, so <laughs> Jeremiah said. Apparently, <laughs> wait, what? Anyway, well, keep going. And so, Din Jaren is in this situation where it's like, well, what do we do? And he's like, I'll do it. All right. Looks like we're gonna see a facial scan. Like he's gonna take his helmet off, and. Like, this is what everything in the episode was kind of pointing to. And he tries to do it, like, with with the helmet on. Like, well, let's just see if it works. Like, like he's obviously, like, he has to try. Like, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to find out, like, later on, like, Mayfeld's like, sorry, you didn't really need to do a facial scan. I just want to see your face. Like, blah, right, blah, blah. Right. I still think it would have been funny if at the end of the episode, Mayfeld, like, said something like, oh, so you weren't a Gungan. Because he made that joke earlier in, in season one. Oh, yeah. oh that would have been dope. <laughs> but they missed that opportunity. But yeah, if they want to hire me for writing season three, I am oh. here. Oh, boy. Hashtag get you, Jeremiah. Would you uh, quit your job? Huh? Would you quit your job to do that? Maybe. Would you move to California to write that? No. I would never want to live in California. Sorry if anyone lives in California, but... I lived there for four months when I did my college internship, and that was enough. All right. That's fair. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, but it was very tense when he took his helmet off. I was really nervous the whole time. And what didn't really make sense about the facial scan is, like, what was the point of the facial scan? Because it wasn't like... It was- I think it was just to keep a record of who had been like a facial scan of who had been accessing the terminal, not necessarily as like a key to get into the terminal. I I don't think this is, I think this is going to have a big effect in the future. If Moff Gideon survives, he's going to have record of who Din Djarin actually looks like. That could be true. And potentially he's going to put a bounty on his head. That could be true. I think it's gonna have something in the future, but and I just, and I mean, it could be one of those situations where he announces it to the world. Who are oh, like, you talking like the end of Spider Man 
Far From Home. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Holy smoke. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Calm down. <laughs> that was awesome. Here, man. That was good. That was good. Well, I'm super excited I, yeah. for the next Spider-Man because rumor is that Tobey Maguire and yeah. Andrew Garfield are going to be in it, and I'm excited. I'm big excited for and that. And I really hope they do Miles Morales from Into the Spider-Verse also as a cartoon in there, kind of like how they put different mm-hmm. kind of cartoons in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever. Yeah, I just hope that they Back do a reshoot of the Spider-Man Three Tobey Maguire dance scene as oh, he's like walking. Gosh. Also, back to real good content, Star Wars. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> shoot. Oh, I just I think it's gonna be a situation where the Creed is gonna disown him because they find out that he doesn't have his helmet. That is true. That's fine because he'll be with all the normal Mandalorians that actually want to reunite Mandalore. Yeah. So. But he he would be a good like part of both world worlds in a sense to like bridge the two together because that's yeah hopefully uh, like a that's good, what they need like a good Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's, what they need. He's going. The world has been cursed. No one wants to go there. But they true. come together as a people. They can decurse it. If that's even a word. Um, I guess. Decurse. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And so, anyway. So, my question is, because, like, when he finally gets his face scanned and they show the screen, it immediately goes to Moff Gideon's ship in a location. So, does that mean... They programmed on the little key thing to look for that, or is that the only thing that's on that system is Moff Gideon's location? I think, I think he typed it in. He, he looked for it. Did he? Because it seems like it was very, yeah. if I remember correctly, it was just very. He turned it in, turned the keys, the face scan, and then immediately it was on the screen. But no, he he was pushing things. Oh. Also, I think they. I think you're right in the sense of they probably should spend a little bit more time in this part scene because they're really focusing on like the surroundings a lot more than what he was typing. Cause we don't really know. He could have been typing more stuff. Cause at one point we see it from Bill Burr's perspective of back of Mando's head, you know, and like to show like, dude, Mando had his helmet off. Other people are watching it with his helmet off. So I think, I think he was definitely there longer than we, kind of view it as maybe well i think i think that the reason we didn't get a ton of time on it is was to raise the suspense right because yeah. the whole time that that jerk of a commanding officer is like trying to get his attention like pretty much the whole time he's yeah, he, was, there. he was watching so yeah um but yeah so then he gets the information and then uh the officer does come up to him he's, his name is valen hess he's like come over here like What's your, huh? Yeah, he's he's the scorpion of Star Wars, but a, like a really lanky, not intimidating one. Without his, yeah, he has. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's that's true. But he asked him like, "What did he say? What is your? He didn't say name. What uh, position or what was? Where his... are you going? Huh? No, uh, he asked. He asked him his designation. Designation, and he, he like. I really like how Pedro P- Pascal was kind of playing it dumb. 
And then he has to like really yeah. play it dumb when Mayfield comes over and says, Oh, he, he can't hear like he can't hear he had like issues like something like he lost pressure or something and some planet or whatever, like something yeah. like it was like a a leak or something like poisoned him or something. I don't know, something like that. Well, like, if you lose press pressure and like you can potentially lose your hearing. So okay. that was So I really liked how <laughs> how he was able to go along with it so quickly and like act like he couldn't hear. Also it, it, it like it, he was really good at acting. Like he hated the situation of him not having his helmet on. And it was very obvious that he did not. Feel that, yeah. That added to the, him not wanting yeah, to even like, want to like he's talk. A really or, good actor. Yeah. And for all the people that don't know that he's a really good actor, like he is besides voice acting, like we do see him and this, a lot in this episode more than we've seen him before and like he does a really good job yeah yeah so uh mayfeld was like all right well yeah we'll be going now and then they start walking away and uh hess was like no what's all you haven't been dismissed and then they just stop and he's like oh you guys were the, the the drivers for the transport that just got by like let me let's let's sit down and have a drink. Like, like okay, he's not. You he didn't recognize him. All right, but then it's just like, dang oh, it, okay. like, get out of there! Like, they have to like stick around longer. But and this is where I was gonna say, the cup of coffee, blah blah. blah. Oh, but mm. sorry, but whatever. I mean, we can do the commercial again. Good, cue it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, let's let's just keep going. <laughs> Uh, and so it was, that was a very tense scene between Mayfeld and Hess and then super awkward for Din because he had no way to do anything. Like he oh, was like, brown eyes, brown eyes. That's, that's right. Brown that's eyes. Like, just kind of a weird, like we call them brown eyes. Do you think they'll make a pop with him Heck with yeah. his helmet off? No, no. Probably but not. the new black series figure that came out with the child, you can take his helmet off. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen this. No. But the sprite is hor the sculpt is horrible. Oh no. Do you guys want to see it? No. We'll grab it. We'll no, see it. It's we'll, fine. We'll I'll show you at the end of the it's All right. but uh so they're sitting down and they're talking about the Empire and previous uh, things that the Empire has done. Because they're looking for something to toast to. Right. And he's like, not to good health, not to whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, what did, what did, because, um, because the, the, pri- uh, sorry, the officer was trying to like ask uh, Din something. And yeah, he was asking him where he was from. Right. And yep. that's when Mayfield hops in. Oh, let's let's uh, uh, do a toast to. And what did he say? Toast to Operation Cinder. Operation Cinder. And yep. so Operation Cinder is from Battlefront Two storyline, and that's correct. Part of Emperor Palpatine's contingency plan if he were to die. And Operation Cinder was basically to use these satellite things, basically to change the atmospheric weather stuff and basically kill everybody on the planet. Pretty or... much like 
if our sun would blow up, that's what would Cause happen. Because I, I remember Operation Sinner, like, I remembered it, like, I recognized it, and I wasn't, I didn't remember what it was from. And then, yeah. like, Mayfeld was, like, people were mudding around or something like that, and mudding around, like, when we've seen, like, a battle where there's mud, I'm like, is this referring to the Solo mission where Solo was in the mud, like, uh, when he runs into the, the crew of, like, whatever, the, I can't remember their names. Sure. Yeah, so, we know what you're talking about. I was like, because I already was reminded of Solo earlier in the episode with, with, the, with heist. the pirates. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe they're just doing this again, and... It was the same like thing where there's different perspectives of worldviews and people are just trying to survive and I'm like, oh, it's cool. They're using Solo as like kind of a template to like share some themes, but I was wrong. Like it was from Battlefront too, but this is where it really got intense because you really see Mayfeld's perspective change, like him realizing and finally expressing his discontent and hatred for the Empire when before he didn't. Yeah. And this is what I said earlier in the episode. I think Bill Burr's performance here was the best performance of any character from this show so far. Because hmm. I you can't think of... No, that's, that was just very simple, like, talking things. Like, that wasn't acting. You know what? Like, this was... I can see, I can see what you're saying, though. Because, like, there's, there's... I can't think of another scene in the show there's a lot of complexity there yeah because he's like he's has you can see the anger in his eyes you can see the anguish in his eyes you can see him like trying to figure out what to do and is like i didn't expect that from bill burr especially like from this episode like where he's still like doing his like comedy style like he doesn't stand up like his jabs and his kind of sarcasm and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but here i was really really impressed and this made me like him as a character, but it made me really like the character. And it also, it made me like him as an actor. And like I said last week, I was hating on him really hard last week. Yeah. And I really do take that back. Like he outdid himself. And like, I didn't care for the character up until this point. But then at this point, I liked it and I was okay with it. So I, well the done. whole time, the whole time that conversation was progressing. I was I was rooting for him, but the more tense it got, the more I would the more I could feel the options of getting out of the situation without shooting him. Right, dwindling yeah. and dwindling, and I was like, I was like, don't okay. do it, don't shoot him, don't shoot him. Yeah, like every time he said, well, "What about this?" and "What about these people and their families?" I was like, "Oh, you are really." You're, You're really screwing away, screwing up your uh, your exit strategies like, here. Din's listening to this whole thing the whole time. Like, he, he I think he did like he did shake his yeah, head. Yeah. Like, stop. stop. He's stop. like, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah. But then when it happened, when he finally shoots him, I was like, well, yeah, all right. That's a that's one way to do it. And the funny, you know? the funny part was right after that happened, the guy with his lunch lunch tray with like a his cup of milk it was like. It was a surprise. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing. And I really like how how Mayfeld shoots that guy. Like he he doesn't like his turn and shoot. Like he go he leans back and like Yeah. I, that was just an interesting way of how he 
the, the choreography it, that, that it showed his skill. Yeah. yeah. And so that was cool. And then there's this leap back in that situation. Doesn't telegraph what he's doing as, as much as it does as turning would. Right. So, and so then, well, and then there's, they start shooting everyone like Din and Mayfield, they kill everybody in the room. People are starting to come in and they kick out the back window thing. Window shade. Shade, whatever you want to call you it. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of Jabba's carrier. It, it really reminded me of that. Because like that one part where you see C-3PO and it's kind of a little bit down, you can see through it. It kind of reminded yeah. me of that those old shades where you can like slide them out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So they, they go out the window and they're shooting and immediately uh, Finnick and Kara, they're, they're on the hill across the way and Finnick's like South wall or whatever, halfway up or whatever. And I just start picking people off. And it was pretty cool. It was cool to have two snipers, like have your back. Like that's, yeah. That's great. That's everyone's man dream. That's every dream. Did anyone life. think it was super funny and awkward when the one trooper was like laying in the window, like and he just like, through, like trying? Yeah, I thought that was. Really I was just like, what's this guy doing? It's like, what's like the worst way you could possibly? I thought it was hilarious. It was funny. I was like, okay, whatever. Also, it's like the worst way to die too. Yeah, like slowly calling out a window, get shot in the stomach, close range, <laughs> like. You're such a lame death. Like, Let me tell you something. Not all stormtroopers were bright. Clearly. No. And yeah. but we can agree that they all really aren't good at shooting. Correct. But uh they're so Mayfeld and Din are they're climbing to the rooftop where Slave One and Boba Fett are supposed to pick them up. And so that's when Finnick and Kara they're picking off people on the roof and taking out the anti-aircraft gun up there. And they slave one comes in, takes them off, and they're safe. Um, but before we get to the seismic charge thing, um, I was kind of thinking that it would have been better for story-wise for Mayfeld to die giving his life to fight the empire. I actually thought that that might be what was going to happen for a split second. Cause like, I don't know. Cause that's the kind of what it was leading to. Like him making a, like to make a full circle of being, you know, pro empire and then be kind of coming indifferent to like different worldviews. And then that drastic change of where he's now basically a rebel against the empire. And it would have been nice if, he sacrificed his life even just to save them. Like if there was one more trooper, like on the roof that, you know, one of the snipers wasn't able to get like to like take the shot so that Din could go back onto the slave one just to, and give I his think, life. I think we're going to see him again though. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. Cause obviously they're not going to leave the best, one of the best sharpshooters in the galaxy to not come back when he's alive. But yeah, correct. Kind of made it hard for him to to make it off the planet when he just kind of has nothing and he's yeah. in the jungle by himself with pirates and go oh, have fun, survive. Yeah, no so, food, no water in the middle of nowhere. Right, and so they get on the slave one and they take off. And before they close up the back of the ship, 
He's like, give me the cycler rifle. Cycler rifle, Cy- yeah. Cycler rifle. And he sees the Rhydonium from one of the transports and he shoots it and blows it up and blows up the facility, which was cool. He's like, I got to sleep tonight. Like, so like he like knew he, in order for him to sleep, like he had to fight the empire by doing that, which was. Great. It also shows his skill, which I thought was good. Yeah. Cause it was, you know? cause the cycler rifle, yeah. that's, that's not a, a blaster, right? It's just, it's a actual Correct. It's a gun. Yeah. It's like a yeah. solid bullet. So it's a rifle. So that's pretty cool that he was able to yeah. get that kind of shot from so far away. Like, it's not just like a, he was sitting in like a still position. He's in a ship no. flying away and he makes it. So correct. They, yeah. they, they're going up higher and higher every time too. Right. So yeah, it was to show like, to remind us that he was really good at shooting. Right. And it, I thought it did, it performed pretty well in that situation. Yep. So slave one takes off and then two tie fighters go on pursuit. Mm-hmm. And this is where, the seismic charge comes out. Like I didn't even think Heck, of it. Yeah, didn't even cross my mind at all. I think if your name was Andrew, you would have understood it. So I apologize. He's saying both of you were expecting it. Well, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I forgot your name was actually Andrew for a second there. Andrew. <laughs> I, I for one would like to restate that I was hoping so intensely that that was going to be what he was going to do. And when it happened, uh, like I got excited I, I, too. I was, yeah, I was pumped. I, it was really cool. And I, I was like waiting for the sound. Like, that's just what you do with that. You just wait for it. And so I was waiting for it. I'm like, awesome. You know, the one thing that was kind of disappointed in it was it was just two TIE fighters. It would have been cool if like, he saved it like later on for a later episode where like, he takes out like 50 of them all at one time. Bro, he had one, he has multiple, and two... We know that? Yeah, yes. because in Clone Wars, he dropped, or his dad dropped like three. Well, yeah, but yeah. you don't know how many he has left after all these years. Well, clearly, like in this episode, he has a new rock in his jetpack. Yeah, don't, he knows where to get his arms. There's no real and physics to this. He I'm made just, a he had a double kill, like this yeah, dude took out two tie fighters. He dabbed at the end of that. He yeah, dabbed yeah. at the end of that. We we would like we would like to assume, and and potentially canonize that when that happened, he he dabbed on him as he was flying away, really hard. And if you don't think he did, sorry, but he did. Well, I just hope that we see him take out like. Oh, I th- a, we, a we larger should. target or a larger quantity of targets in a later scene. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. So I hope we do too. Uh, they get away, they land, and they meet up with Finnick and Kara again. And you know, Kara, who hated uh, Mayfeld at the beginning. You know, was impressed by what he did, and they, oh, maybe he's not so bad. Anyway, maybe they're not all the same. Like, um, the theme was going on, and so she doesn't make eye contact with him, but she says, you know, it was a shame that you know prisoner number so and so and so didn't survive this. Blah blah blah, and 
She never looks at him, make eye contact, and Din's like, yeah, it's, it's terrible. And he starts walking like, are you sure? Like, is you're not playing with me? And they still don't look at him, and he just goes away, runs away, off into the woods. And um, they take off on the ship, and we see the final scene. Back with uh, Moff Gideon's ship. Do we ever get like a name to that ship? No, it's just a light cruiser. All right. So he goes up there and the, uh, I don't know, like the communication officer that we, the same lady that we've seen a few times so far, it's like, Moff Gideon, you're going to want to see this. And I was like, I didn't know what expect, like what it was like. I thought it was going to be like the, the facility was destroyed. Like you, I, and like we got a facial scan of something like. Oh, that would have been cool. That was going to be something like that, but I didn't. I didn't really know. And then it's a message from Din Djarin. Well, I thought it was going to be Thrawn. I thought it was going to be like a message from Thrawn. Telling Dang, him dude, you're really... I am. We're not, you're really I, protecting, huh? We're not going to see Thrawn until the Ahsoka series, the Ranger series, yeah. and Mando all combined for a big... Hurrah. Hurrah. The Mando Avengers. Ooh. You heard it here first. You, heard you know it how many heard it here first has been in this episode? It's a good one. There's a lot. But yeah, so, I, I just thought it was going to be like more intense, but keep going. So Din Djarin takes a very unique approach to his message to Din Djarin or to Moff Gideon where he recites Moff Gideon's speech from season one about you have something that I want, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like, this is really funny. This is really cool that he's just taking this jab at him. It's really going to even piss him off even more that like he's coming for him. Now, here's the one issue that I had with this. And this, I was going to give you the illustration at the end of how, why I didn't really like this as much as a lot of people did, but we're all good fans of great fans of the show. Avatar: The Last Airbender. I couldn't yeah. help but think that this was Sokka yelling out his sneak attack ahead before he was about to strike Aang. <laughs> like now, Moff Gideon knows he's coming for him. Oh, like, yeah, he knows where he is, so now they can prepare for an attack. Like, it's so stupid. I guess yeah, sneak attack. I guess yeah. Like, I, guess I guess I could see that. Yeah. I just thought it was stupid. Like general. it would have been better if like he Wow. God. What? What did you say? <laughs> Nothing. He... Drew just thought it was stupid in general. I just so... thought it was dumb. Like I don't care I that BA. I thought it was BA because he was like, I'm uh, I'm gonna let you know that I'm coming for you. So be prepared. Because you're never gonna know when it's gonna happen or where, but I'm coming. I just thought it was very, it was not very creative at all I, as a writing I think, standpoint. Oh, I think it was creative because it's a, the same speech. I think the same, it's very creative because yeah. it's, it's the same it's, speech. It's using, honestly, it's using his own words against him. Correct. I honestly did not catch that until you just said that. That's the what, same did speech. You watch, did you watch the pre, the, the recap? No, because I didn't want to get my hopes up because I have done that. Too many times, and I did True. not want to watch the recap. one. The one recap you don't watch. Sure, I didn't know. His whole speech is in that recap. 
Oh. But you didn't recognize the speech at all from season no. one? No. If I would have watched it a second time, probably I would have. I just, I was just like, when when this scene came out, I was like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this right now? Like, this does not matter. I feel like, like it would have hit differently if you had had the context. Probably. But at the yeah. same time, I still think it's dumb even having the context. I think it's stupid. <laughs> because I just, I just don't, I don't see the, the positivity behind it besides like, showing that he can he's not scared of him i guess and to make it, it kind of the odds swap for like the momentum switch sure like i get that i just think it, they could have i don't know if they could have done differently i well, just i just wanted to see something else i guess i think that wanted to see thrawn thrawn <laughs> I, I think what they Did you blame me? what they should have done is he should have done the same message in next episode when he attached, when the ship attached to the light cruiser and he was in the system, like in the ship somewhere. And then he plays it to reveal that he's there for the, for Grogu. I I think that would have been more impactful. Well, I don't think, I think they're going to land somewhere. Do you you guys think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be in the ship. I think it's going to be like in his ship, similar to the prisoner episode where, they're going through hallways and they're going from I think it's gonna take place at the facility where Dr. Pershing is. Oh, probably. Do you think it's on Camino? I think, I think huh? Do you think it's on Camino? Maybe. That Stop would be my Stop getting my hopes up. But what I what I think is I think they'll get there first and then Mando will show up. Oh, right. I think I really hope it's something like that. Cause okay, so are, are we? Is that the recap? Are we gonna like go into predictions for next week? Well, apparently we're not about predictions and theories. <laughs> okay, well, we are. It's the last. It's the All last right. Yes, we're at that point in the episode, it's Drew. The last episode of the Mandalorian. I think we deserve to give some Andrew hopes and my predictions Why and Jeremy Andrew quotes because <laughs> Andrew hope. Hey. Andrew. Break me. <laughs> you know what? I hope. Here's the thing. I I want there to be a surprise Jedi cameo that's I not can't. a. I don't. Ooh, and look, yeah. I'm not gonna say who because I don't care. I just want it to be well done, and I want there to be. I want that scene on the seeing stone to to come full circle in this episode. I think it has to. That's it. That's honestly, I want that. And I want an epic fight scene with the dark saber and an epic fight scene with the dark troopers, and that's it. Those are the only things that I want to see. I, I think that if we do okay. see a full circle Done. with the seeing stone thing and we see a Jedi come, I think it will be the very last like twenty seconds of the. And, and I'm fine with that. Right. I'm fine with that. Like I just I just want to see something sick. Like Ezra. the the reveal of the dark saber at the end of the first season, mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I want, just give me something like that. Just give me something good. Give give me something like Luke or freaking Ezra, uh, Ezra or someone. I don't know someone. Kyle Katarn, uh, Cal Kestis. Maybe. Which I don't think they would be. I, I, the I wouldn't be as excited. I would not be as excited. But sure. I wouldn't care. <laughs> well, you never played that. You gave up on that game, so you don't care about yeah. Cal Kestis. Oof. 
Shots fired. You're not wrong. I did. <laughs> I want to get back to it, but yeah, I did. Temporary gave up on that game. I want to. It's been like over a year. <laughs> oh, God, Jeremiah. Why are you judging me? I was on your side. I was you for half this episode. Okay. Half this episode. Now you're on the the other side now. (laughs) You're with Andrew. You turned him against me. (laughs) (laughs) What have I done? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I want to see that. I want. I want to see. I think we really need to see the other Mandalorians. Man, I just don't. Do we need she, to though? I, I, well, she, well, I think once she she's trying to hunt him down yeah, too. Like so, if they oh, come together, that's so what I mean. They've been spending this whole time trying to track him, and they've got that big, huge ship, and so they probably have had some access to the records, as records well. and locations and stuff. And so, so, I think we're gonna see Bo-Katan. Right. I wouldn't. Are we gonna see Ahsoka? No, we're not gonna see Ahsoka until the Ahsoka series. But it would be sick if all of a sudden Ahsoka saves the day somehow. She's Freaking already rejected Grogu once. She's not going to come back. Like It's not about rejecting. It's about her talking to Bo-Katan and then realizing that they're in trouble. I don't know. I don't think I don't maybe. But I do think we're going to get Mando fighting with against the Darksaber with his spear. That would be cool. I think I'm pretty. I I would bet my bottom dollar that that is going to be a scene because it that's is bottom dollar, my y'all. Bottom. As in the dollar that's in my pocket, on my bottom, because that's where I put my wallet. Wait, don't you? Don't you? I thought you don't use cash. Exactly. So he has no money that he's putting his money <laughs> down. That he's going to be. All right. I would bet it. I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a thing because. He grabbed that two out of the wreckage. It was like it's very I mean, full. The spear is significant, especially because we've seen the spear hold its own against against a lightsaber already. Yeah. So it's definitely gonna have something to do with it. Um I think also something I'm I, I wanna bet my bottom dollar, but <laughs> I do think we might potentially show Grogu grab the dark saber from Moth. And and maybe potentially see him use it. His um, hands are so small. Don't judge him by his I, size. No. Oh my gosh! Okay, that <laughs> I I actually don't think that that's going to be a thing. I, don't I think, think it's possible. Be only because I'm only saying that because that conversation with him and Moth before about it about how sure. oh, you one of these before. Or you've seen these before. Like, I think, and he was trying to grab it from him. Like, I, it just really seems like to me that that is going to potentially be a situation. But All right. But I'm going to stop thinking and hoping because who knows, next episode could be 20 minutes and it could just be trash and lead into the next season. And we have to wait. Have we have to wait for Christmas to freaking get the end of the episode, and I'm gonna be really annoyed. But I hope that's just nice. have faith in Dave and John. I, I, I they do. they're trustworthy. I just don't want to wait till Christmas to get a result from the season. You don't have to wait till Christmas. It's next week, a week before Christmas. 
No, he's no. saying if they don't end the episode well, he ha- he would have to wait until Christmas of next year for season oh. three. It's not going to happen. I hope you guys are there's, right. There's no way with the track record that those two have already that they are going to just dr- just devastatingly drop the ball True. the last episode. There's no way. All right. You guys are giving me all the hope I need. Um, Jeremiah, what's your, your last one? I think Bogotan is going to show up with Reeves. Is it? It is. What's his name? Reeves. Wolves. 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 Reeves and Wolves, yeah. or something, or, or something like that. I think they'll show up because they're both X Wolves. Yes. Yeah, something like that. And something Reeves is the, is the girl. WWE star. But I think they're going to show up because they're tracking Moff as well, and I think there's going to be a big. I don't know if he, I don't think Mando is going to recruit anyone else. I think it's Boba, right. Finnick, right. Kara. He might maybe grief. I could see him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes his grief for that. Um, but I think it's going to be a small team infiltrating the ship. Um, if they do land somewhere, I think it would be probably Camino, just because Doctor cool. Pershing has the Kaminoan signet on his. You know what that would mean for Boba. That'd be cool. You know how much if they landed, that'd be so sick because Boba's like, dude, I used to live here. It'd be cool if like he went to like the 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 apartment that he stayed in with his dad. Yeah. And like there was like a hidden compartment that he had where he pulled out something like this is stop. Something like my hopes up. Stop. Like a little like I don't know, it's like a little something, like be a lightsaber or something. I don't know. But just kidding. No, it would be cool if they do go there. I really hope that that would be sick. I really, I really hope when they go to the apartment, and like Din's like, "Is this where you used to live?" And he's like, "Yep." Just like Boba said, "Yep." Really, like just never mind. Never mind. Oh, you're t- okay. Nope, never I got mind. it. I got no, it. No, no, you don't get it. It doesn't matter anymore. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Wow. That was deep. All right. It was almost as deep as Andrew's cut last time with the spinning. No, that okay. No, (laughs) that is not a deep cut. What? Because you no, listen, he's talking about my good trick. Yeah, okay. That is such a popular prequel meme. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Jeremiah Devin, no. I believe (laughs) I'll try spinning. That's a good trick alone. It's it's a big enough deal. That they put it in a freaking episode of Clone Wars. So whatever. They also Anyways, put Jar Jar Binks in the Clone Wars. How does that make you feel? Well, it makes sense because oh, he, he was part of the Clone Wars. Okay. But I think that's that's all we can really speculate. Any final thoughts, guys? No. Nope. I think the biggest thing is make sure you guys tune into our social medias on Facebook and on Instagram at Empire Radio Podcast. Yep. And also go check out our YouTube channel, which is Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast. Correct. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff going over on all those things. So make sure you guys, if you have those accounts, go go utilize them and make sure you subscribe and follow us on those as well. Yeah, yeah. 
And don't forget to uh, put your name in the hat to win our final grand prize cufflinks.com yes. giveaway. Uh, yeah. You can find those on our Instagram and Facebook as well. And also, if you, like we mentioned briefly, but there is going to be a Empire Radio Roast. Um, there's yeah. no name yet. We're going to drop the name. There is a name, but we're going to drop it on Tuesday's episode. But there is a potential that you can purchase bags. So make sure that you tune in for that as well. Because you very you, limited. You could be you could literally have the first bag yeah. of M- Empire Radio roasted coffee. And I, I do want to reiterate this point. Wesley Andrews doesn't do blends. They nope. don't. This is the first blend Wesley Andrews has ever done. Um, and that, especially if you're a coffee lover, that's a big deal. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big <laughs> deal. So you want to get in on that. So, yeah, make sure you like you have to go on our social medias um, to make sure that you are notified when that sale goes live as well. So you're going to want to be on at least Facebook or Instagram to know when those that sale is going to go live because it's going to sell quickly. So, yep. All right. Is that it, boys? Yep. All right. You this has been another episode of the Empire Radio podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Jeremiah. And I'm Andrew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.